Let me give you a little bit of background on this message, because this will be a different message than you normally hear. We were planning to give you a little bit of an update on the building project. We needed to do a general church update. So we're planning to do that. We said, well, first of all, we need to stop and rejoice in what God has already done before we talk about all that stuff. I'm Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Today we continue our study with Dr. Shaw on the subject of worship. The Lord has much to say throughout the Bible about how we are to worship Him, like remembering the many things He has done for us. So let's listen as we bring you part two of a message titled, Worship is Remembering, as Dr. Shaw invites us into a very personal account of what happened in his own congregation at Northwest Valley Baptist Church, when they were in the midst of making some important decisions as a church. We'll pick right up where we left off last time as the leadership decided to slow down the process and find out exactly what everyone was thinking. That's always a good idea to get clarity before moving in a direction. Here's Dr. Kevin Shaw. And so we decided to break the congregation up into smaller groups, bring somebody in who could talk with people find out what their concerns were so that we might be able to address those concerns and as a congregation move forward together in unity. We even had a discussion in the deacons meeting about who that should be. And there was, there was one person we could have chosen that would have been less expensive. We already had him involved in the project. And there was a choice to use somebody that was completely independent We had eight deacons that voted the less expensive guy. We had one deacon who said, no, we need to use the other guy. And so when you say, well, there's the vote of the deacons, so we went home and that's the way we were headed. But by the end of the week, God was working on my heart. By the way, the one, Phil's back there, he was the the single no vote, Phil Fish. He's a quiet guy and he's a nice guy and he wasn't being belligerent. He was just, this is what I believe is right. By the end of the week, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I think Phil's right. We got to the, we had a quick deacons meeting after Sunday night, night church, and, I, and all of us were in agreement that what we had voted eight to one the week before was not the right decision, and we switched it, and we hired the other guy, which was exactly the right thing to do. Isn't it amazing how God works? So we hired the fellow. He came in. He began asking questions. There are a couple of things that came out of the, the meetings. The number one was this. This is a bad economy. We don't know what's going to happen. That much debt is a real concern. And especially since we already have a mortgage. So the current concerns were financial. They were about the mortgage. And so we got that information back. 
And it was helpful for us as we began praying. Okay, now we have this information. We know what the concerns are. The concerns are primary, primarily financial. What can we do in this moment to begin to move ahead as a congregation? And we came up with these these things. Now, let me just take a moment. What I'd been praying, and we'd been telling you in the process was this, and it is still true. What God teaches us in the process is more important than the building that's built at the end. Can I just say that? What God is teaching us about Himself is more important than any building. Building's just a building. It's going to be there for a while. If the Lord tarries, it'll fall down someday. But what God teaches us, that, that's eternal. This is important for us also to understand. Folks, God is sovereign. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Do you believe that's true? Now, here's what I will, I will tell you. God was doing something in our congregation that was exactly His will in that moment. But my thoughts aren't His thoughts. I thought this was an obstacle that we have to get around. And there are some of you that thought that too. There's some that voted against it. Maybe you said, I didn't, I mean, you voted that way for a particular reason. And there are many that voted for it, so I can't believe there are people who are voting against it. The fact is that your thoughts weren't God's thoughts either. <laughs> Mine weren't either. God was doing something that none of us understood what he was doing. I'll, I'll explain that in a moment. We came up with with a result, or with a response. Now, here's what we decided to do. Because of the 75% vote, pay off the mortgage first. We decided, listen, we will do a prepare the way campaign in which we pay off the mortgage. Everybody in our church can get behind paying off the mortgage, even if they're not for the building. They can, you know, that's always going to leave us in a better situation. No matter what happens, we can pay that off first. And then if we have to, you know, if we're going to do a mortgage later or or we're going to raise money for the building project, we're still going to be in better shape. So we know that we can all get behind that. So let me ask you this question. If we had not had a 75% vote, would we have paid off the mortgage first? The answer is, if it had been an 80% 80 vote, no, we would have gone right into the fundraising campaign. If it had been a 65% vote, probably not. We would have got into the fundraising campaign we would not have paid out the mortgage first. So we've not made this decision. Then as we're... So, so that leads us as leadership into a secondary discussion. And the secondary discussion is this. You know, we have some extra money in our general fund account right now because folks have been good with their regular giving. Why don't we transfer some of that extra money from the general fund to the building fund? Well, excuse me, I'm getting ahead of myself. Once the mortgage is paid off, for instance, if you all have, most of you have mortgages, right? So if your mortgage was paid off tomorrow, could you take the amount of your mortgage and put it in savings and not miss it, right? You could take that m- amount of money that you had been paying on your mortgage and now be saving it, and your cash flow would stay exactly the same. So that's what we decided to do. As soon as the mortgage is paid off, we're going to take the money that we normally would have been making the mortgage payment with, and we're just going to put it in the building fund. Would we have done that if we had gotten uh, more than a seventy-five, or if we hadn't gotten the seventy-five percent vote? We wouldn't have been able to because we wouldn't have paid off the mortgage. If you can't pay off the mortgage, you can't take the mortgage payment and put it in savings. I, am, am I making myself clear? I'm not confusing anybody. 
so we would not have done this one. We would have not paid off the mortgage if it wasn't for a 75% vote. If it wasn't for 25% voting no and 75% voting yes, we wouldn't have done that. We would not have continued to make payments to the building fund that way. We also decided, and I just got to this, we decided we have some extra money in general fund. Why don't we see if we can get that mortgage paid down first, further? And so we said, well, why don't we take extra money that we have in general fund and switch it over to building fund? As we started talking about that, it worked out pretty well. Leadership, we had come to the congregation. We said, let's just do this as a matter of general policy. We're going to take, we're going to hold in our checking account two months operating expenses, enough to pay all the bills for two months. Anything above that, we're going to transfer to building fund. That way we're not holding, hanging on to a bunch of cash, but we still have cash reserved to get us through a difficult time. So we did, we took that and put it on the mortgage first until the mortgage was paid off. And then we took that and we put it in building fund afterwards. Would we have made that decision if we hadn't had a 75% vote? And the answer is? Okay, say it louder. The answer is? No. And then, of course, we're trusting God to fill the gap. And we talked about this. We, we need to raise so much money. We'll take these commitments. And then we think we can do so much in financing. And there's a gap here. And we don't know how it's going to fi- be filled. And we said, well, and folks had asked, well, how are you going to fill that gap? And we said, we don't know. But, you know, there, there has to be a step of faith in the process. And so we said, we're going to try for a grant, several different agencies. We're going to try for a grant. Maybe there'll be some large gifts that come in from outside of the church. We did not get the grant. We did not get the gifts from outside the church. But here's one of the things you have to understand. When God provides, he often does so in ways that you least expect. Doesn't he? And I think he does that just so we know it wasn't us that did it. It's so true. The Lord moves in mysterious and often unexpected ways to meet our needs, just to make sure we know it was Him. Dr. Shaw will be back with more in a moment. You're listening to Dare to Stand with Dr. Kevin Shaw as we continue a study on the subject of worship and a message called Worship is Remembering. Dare to Stand is a radio outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church. You can link to the church at daretostand.org. Here's Dr. Shaw to talk a little about an addiction recovery ministry going on at his church. It's called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thank you, Dr. Shaw. If you or a loved one would like more details about the Addiction Recovery Ministry at Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please contact the church today. And now, let's get back to Pastor Shaw as he talks about the things that God did on behalf of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, his church, and how it was part of this church's worship to look back and remember. Here's our teacher. So, let's take a look. 
So here was, here's where we stood. So we paid off the mortgage. In eight months, we paid off the mortgage. Transfers, paying it down, and individual giving. So we go from 235000 plus an additional 343000 up to almost $600,000 now available toward this project in a better cash financial position because we paid off the mortgage. And all God's people, praise the Lord, right? Amen? Isn't that wonderful? It's a good thing. Now, when I was thinking of paying off the mortgage, that's all I was thinking. Okay, at least that mortgage paid off. But what about the other things? Well, let's just take a look at this for a minute. So we made that decision, and we did, made that decision to do this over three years. So we remember the three things. Pay off the mortgage, take the mortgage payments and save them, and transfer from general fund. So we paid the mortgage off. We know how much that was, $343,000. If we had not had the 75% vote, $343,000 difference, we would have been in our financial position right now. But what about the second one? What about those mortgage payments? Well, here's what happened. Interesting thing happened with that. We, were making, we started making those mortgage payments, and we decided, you know, we ought to increase that from general fund to building fund because probably in the new building, our mortgage payments are going to be higher. So over the course of years, we started saving more in anticipation of what we thought the mortgage payments might be. So in part of this process, we have financing. But for the last two years, people say, well, how do you know you can afford it? Because for the last two years, we have already been making the payments. We've just been saving them. So cash flow, we know we can do it as long as things don't change because we've already been making those payments. In fact, we even budgeted for the maintenance and electricity of the new building. In the last two years' budgets, we've already budgeted for that, which is why we've been able to do some transfers. So, anybody have an idea how much it, we've been able to transfer over the last three years in lieu of mortgage payments? That's just the mortgage payments. Would we have done that if we hadn't had the 75% vote? The answer is no. Well, what about the two months' transfers? Started doing that regularly. It got to be a joke in our deacons meeting. We'd look at the balance and say, okay, we need to vote if we're going to transfer. The hands go up so fast. Let's get it done. Uh, Transfer quickly. Um, And so we have done that. Anybody know how much we've transferred over the last two and a half years? $302,000. Oh, and then there's a bonus. I didn't even think about this because in this interest rate environment, the money that's been sitting in savings has been earning interest. There's an extra $2,600. So, some of you are trying to total this up. The total impact of the seventh, $998,114. If that vote had been higher than 75% or lower than 75%, God wouldn't have provided a million, all, nearly a million dollars for this congregation. Isn't it interesting? The way God filled the gap was the vote that at the time... I was bugged about. But God does that all. God does that. I don't know if he does it to you. He does it to me all the time. Slap, slap, slap. See, Kevin, you think you know what you're doing. But I know better what you're doing than you do. So here's what I want to say to all of you. And there are many of you here right now who voted no. Thank you for following the leading of the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying this mockingly. And for all of you, by the way, It goes the other way, too. For all of you that voted yes, thank you for following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, we all had a plan, but God had a plan that was above all of ours, wasn't he? And it's amazing to see. 
there is a lesson for us in all of this. Instead of getting bugged about what is happening right now, we would be wise to step back and say, okay, what is God telling us? We get so focused on people and we forget about that there is a sovereign God who is also providentially guiding in the affairs of mankind. And he's doing something more than we can possibly imagine. And folks, who gets the glory for this? I guarantee you, it's not me. There's nobody that feels like totally vindicated. Like I, It's God. The only way I can say it is God did it. But isn't that what we want to say? Isn't that what gives us all the most satisfaction? God did it. And it's marvelous in our sight. So we take the 343. By the way, the 343 plus the 655 gives us that number that we were looking at, the 998. So now we're up over 1.2 million before we ever started with our capital fundraising campaign. I mean, in a, a, I shouldn't say before we started with it because all of this was coming in during the capital fundraising campaign besides it. And then we have the capital fundraising campaign in which people made commitments. Over $700,000 in commitments people made to give over three years. And folks, we are not a rich congregation, right? I mean, and all of the rich ones among you stand up. We have not had the big over $100,000 gift. Not one. We have had lots of people giving sacrificially who make normal amounts of money. It's, it's just been God's people participating. So we, no, there's no individual that gets the credit for that. So we put this... Pr- Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not under your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy paths. Right? You, you give to the Lord and He will provide for you. Malachi chapter 3. Give. Bring all your tithes into the storehouse and see if I will not. And we've seen God provide. God provide in amazing ways. So we prove God. So over 770,000 have been given so far, both in faith, both in together by faith giving and other giving in addition to that over the last three years. For those of you that are digging out your calculators and trying to add that up, since 2004, and especially since 2012, $2,003,000 given positive change in our cash position from this congregation. No big gifts from outside. I think we had some gifts that came in from people who are no longer in our congregation, but who were once in our congregation, but not huge. Who would have dreamed that that would happen? But God did it. God has worked amazingly. In fact, we, we really need to thank God. What should we thank Him for? Psalm 92 says this, It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Upon an instrument of ten strings and upon the psalter and upon the harp with the solemn sound. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the work of thy hands. Not only tells us to give thanks, but how we should give thanks. The types of instruments upon which we should give thanks. And the way that it should sound, even. We give thanks for his wisdom. Aren't you, aren't you thankful that God's thoughts are not our thoughts? Aren't you thankful that God isn't bound by our plans? That He can have a better plan than ours? Aren't you thankful for His love and His provision? Folks, 
We don't deserve what He has provided for us. It's an expression of His love. We give thanks for His provision, the fact that He meets needs, that we step out on faith, trusting Him, moving forward by faith, making sacrifice, and God meets needs. It's an amazing thing to see. And we give thanks for the privilege of taking part. God could have provided some person on day one to walk into my office and write a $3 million check. I know pastors where that's happened. He didn't do it with us because he wanted to show himself great in other ways. And he's been doing something. He's done something in my heart with regard to this. And so what are we doing? We're proclaiming his goodness and his deliverance and his provision in the congregation. By the way, we ought to expect also what he will do. Based upon the the rest of the commitments as far as together uh, by faith and the transfers, the the mortgage payments that we expect to be making in the next six months and uh, the expected transfers, if we history is about the same, we should have another 150,000, which would take us to 2,153,000 better financial position than we were, well, except for the 235,000. We have the 235 from 2004 to 2012, and then the rest of it since then. Isn't that amazing? I wonder what kinds of things we can remember as we think back on how the Lord brought us through our life's challenges. It is amazing how God works things out for the good of His people. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Sunday worship service is at 930 a.m., Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m., and Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. Dare to Stand is a listener-supported radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church. And if you enjoy listening to Dr. Shaw's teaching, please visit our website and find out more about the church. Support Dare to Stand with a tax-deductible donation of any amount on our secure website at daretostand.org. Your donations help to keep Dr. Shaw on the air. We gladly offer free MP3 copies of Dr. Shaw's teaching, and we would be honored to minister to you personally and help you in any way we can. So please call the church at 623-581-3115 today. Join us for Sunday morning services this Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday evening discipleship at 6 p.m. And you can also listen to Dare to Stand Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. on this same radio station. 
I'm Celeste Montague. Join us again next time as we continue our study on the subject of worship. And now, here's Dr. Shaw with a closing thought as we consider the amazing God we serve who deserves our worship. Join us for more next time right here on Dare to Stand. I, I, I hope it's amazing to you. So let's thank God for what He will yet do. He's proven Himself faithful. We take one step at a time moving forward on our knees. God is good.